0: Screentone Club is supported by listeners like you through Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Screentone Club to sign up and get monthly bonus episodes and other perks besides. Good evening, and welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 135 of your fortnightly manga discussion podcast. My name is Elliot Page, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Andy Hanley. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing
1: well. I I don't know why this is the episode where I've suddenly kind of, like, been taken aback by the episode number, but, like, somehow 135 is somehow the number that's made me go, like, what, how many? (laughs) um i'm right there with you
0: but yeah we're recording this on the 27th of august 2023 the dregs of summer um which um frankly it's been raining all week so yep it's (laughs) it's not even summer anymore it's barely even autumn where i am as mentioned this is your fortnightly look at manga um we will focus on joint discussion we have a I don't know, I suppose challenging pair of titles to discuss um, this time. I don't know. I've got a lot of notes and a lot of question marks written in them. So we'll see how we do. Um, thank you ever so much to our patrons. Um, as mentioned at the very top, you can support us on Patreon. Um, you can go to join.screentone.club through the Magic of 301 redirects. And thank you especially to our lovely shout-out tier members, Mr. Rob Jessup and Sigus Gert, um, as always, for supporting us at the um, shout-outs tier. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I as I as I mentioned earlier, both of these have a lot of question marks for me in my notes. I don't know which one we want to go first with first, Andy. Um, Um, What are you feeling like?
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of dealer's dealer's choice, really. There, there is a, a lot of of a lot of similarities in terms of subject matter between these two, so you can kind of throw a blanket over them.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. I, well, with that said, I, I think there's quite a few differences, especially when it comes to like I don't know toe. Well, let's mm. just talk about them. Let's talk about my let's talk about my pick first. Sod it. Um, my pick is X Gender, um, which is a series by uh, Miyazaki Asuka um it's published by seven seas here in the west um it's complete um both here and in japan um it's two volumes long and there isn't an anime uh, you can get it physically or digitally i got it through digital through bookwalker and it's well it kind of fits into um i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to apologize right at the top for both of these series not for them but for me for i'm gonna make reference to Nagata Kabi multiple times um because frankly that's my kind of, um, lodestar when it comes to these form of, not to boil them down. And there's a lot of differences around here, but I suppose self bearing traumatic essay manga, really autobiomanga, manga, where Nagata Kabi for me is like the lodestar of this being of the, of this wave of self kind of explanatory, self expressive, kind of self excoriating, um, essay manga. Um, of course there that 's not like Nagati was the first one to come along. People have done essay manga forever people have done autobio mango for manga forever but that's that 's my most com most that 's my most reachable sort of thing. So this is my apology to you Andy, and to the audience for the fact that i 'm going to probably invoke her name multiple
1: times i mean yeah I think I mean likewise it was the name that was always at the forefront of my mind reading both of these um, and it 's kind of an it is kind of a, a, an an in capable kind of comparison point to be quite honest so yeah i i think we'll both be doing likewise on this one
0: yeah from a boring like i suppose industry watcher point of view please imagine air quotes around that nagata Kabi's, um my um oh what was the first title she released i forget now Uh,
1: my lesbian experience with loneliness thank
0: you yes is my lesbian experience of loneliness was kind of the the damn break moment of this what feels like this wave ongoing of sa manga but anyway i'm turning this into a boring dry discussion um uh, miyazaki asuka this is there. um sort of self-explanatory self-examination manga um it the main the title kind of gets delved into immediately in fact the whole series kind of gets immediately into some very intense moments from page literal naught um where x-gender is uh Miyazaki Asuka's way of appraising themselves um you could um kind of Say that it's also a way of saying non-binary. Like they see themselves as uh, kind of a, a, a both genders, or kind of a, a not androgynous, but also kind of equal genderish. Um, but um, when it comes to sexuality, is focused and attracted to women, um, and that kind of is discussed at length by themselves in the series. And there is a wide, quite a wide angle at times with discussion of terminology. And just as my sort of thesis from the top of this is that I feel like a large undercurrent of this series in particular is the the tyranny of categorization and classification, where those things are extremely helpful to help demarcate yourself as different from the homogenous other and the homogenous sort of standard cis hetero sort of blob. But at the same time is extremely unhelpful when you yourself are like, I don't quite know where I fit into all of this, but surely if I dance around these various classifications, I will find myself. And not to put words in the author's own mouth, or pen in this case, it seems that that is a constant fight of, wait, where do I fit in? Oh, wait, do I not fit in? Oh, man, what, what do I want? And that question comes thick and fast at the very start of this with um, Miyazaki kind of like, as I say, from page 0, um, is meeting up with their friend Kay, who they have an, quite an intense, as it turns out, like, sort of comradeship with and almost soulmate feeling, and then feels entirely betrayed when said friend Kay tells them, well, of course, we only have Asuka's point of view on it, but tells them, yeah, I'm getting married, I want some stability, I'm settling down, whatever, and then in short order finds out that... After some time away and in not in contact finds out that Kay has had a child and then kind of has a mild moment around this kind of personal sort of like realization um and that kind of feeling of sort of i suppose betrayal um carries on throughout the series and is really the kind of i mean initially i was kind of blown away by how immediately it was diving in from naught to like 10 meters under sea level Um, but that really is the crux of this series is this inciting incident of like you know enter into and character in like main character entering into their 30s and feeling intensely betrayed by real life happening and you know their friend kind of make having life choices and it kind of goes from i would say it goes from there that's my normal sort of like phraseology i throw in here as a way to kind of paper over the rest of the synopsis but it really kind of doesn't it, it then leads to um ask kind of like doing a lot, an awful lot of ground treading to try and find themselves and their own classification in kind of the solo experience diary style like ongoing essay until things are rudely interrupted by covid breaking out and then you get a rather intense chapter halfway through where they reference their other series they've done and there appears to be a bit of a time skip while you know covid happened and in fact from reading the afterward there was also a publishing break um, which meant that there was naturally a bit of a gap in things and so i found this rather kind of Exhausting read both due to how intensely it dumps you in to the character and how at times they i mean it was very i mean ah, i want to hand it over to you andy to get your thoughts before i just go barrel on for too much longer sorry but yeah i found this an extremely challenging series for reasons that i'll get into later um part of which is the fact that it's kind of interesting that the character comes across quite frequently as being really kind of unsympathetic and more than a little petulant. And if anything, that's part of what's kept me reading was the fact that the author was willing to put themselves down on paper as being kind of unashamedly and unvarnishedly petulant and kind of like, I don't know, tantrum having almost at times. I don't know if that was just me or if that came across to you as well, Andy, but please just take it away. Take the the, the microphone away from me
1: yeah yeah I, I i'm definitely kind of yeah on on that uh on that page with you as well because yeah like it, I, in terms of the starting point for this series like i i think that's that's probably something i, I want to talk a bit more about when we get to my pick because it is it is very much a choice to yes. go straight in at the deep end and i'm not necessarily sure that it's the best choice like it's, and, and again this is maybe unfair like in in a kind of weekend and a podcast where we're kind of directly comparing two titles of a very similar kind of ilk in terms of their sort of genre. Um, But yeah, like that, I feel like, is a really hard starting point because, yeah, like, A, it's a very intense, you know, opening page or two, and it does show the author in their worst possible light basically off of the back of that which like you say is kind of like admirable to be to not to kind of you know cover it up of just like oh well you know I was I, I took all of this really gracefully but obviously you know I was upset by it to be like no I was kind of I, I did not handle this in, in a way with any sort of decorum um. but I think beyond that kind of my general feelings about this volume is that I found it informative but I feel like it didn't carry me along with it in the way that again like Ada work and even the other title we we'll were talking on this podcast did like and, and I think that the personality side is part of it right because you know you you do have this individual kind of putting themselves out there and saying like look this is me this is who I am warts and all and like that does have a certain reliance of a sort of almost like parasocial relationship with the reader where you can empathize with them or be like, oh no, I can kind of like, I I can follow you through on this journey because I can kind of, even if I don't sort of understand or can relate to the exact issues and kind of challenges and things that you've tried to kind of, you know, work through there's sort of a general sense, there's a, a kind of a common ground that you can find to be like, okay, I can kind of follow you through on this, and I feel like that just wasn't quite here for me on on this one, Um and, you know, that's not necessarily even a criticism of the book, or the author, or, or anything like that, because I, th- I feel like it is so kind of intensely sort of personality-driven, in a sense, but, like, I feel like this series is is very good, like, there's absolutely stuff you could pull out here as kind of reference materials especially when it comes to kind of gender and sexuality because it's very good at kind of basically diagrammatically kind of breaking this down and being yeah. like look these are these are kind of you know this is the basic compartmentalization of you know how people see this stuff here's sort of how i kind of fit into this and like you say i think the interesting thing is that sort of that categorization that becomes like even within sort of you know the the, the queer communities becomes an issue for the author because it's like well wait am i a minority within the minority because everybody has you know these labels within these communities and i feel like i don't fit into any of these either um and you know and and i think actually that's sort of the most powerful core of this is Mm. just like the 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 individuality and how difficult it is to really you know find a place that fits for you and like you know and and i think that is the part where you can sort of that is almost the universal because that's what everybody wants right in the end is to find somewhere and and people that that where they feel like they belong and i think that's kind of the, the the part of this volume that works the best is where it's kind of expressing that and you kind of you can feel the sort of you know the the frustration of just like thinking that you found these like you know groups and places where they are open to like you know welcome you in and for you to find a place and then find that you still don't really feel like you belong there um and all of that stuff is is pretty pretty good but i think there is sort of a a dryness and a terseness and the the, like to the book as a whole that sort of it it feels like there was always a barrier to entry for me in in, in the way that like some of these other works like Nagata Kabi, like doesn't have like there's, there's something about it that just doesn't quite make it as easy to read and to kind of Feel like you understand,
0: yeah. Oh man, several things I'll touch on there, but I think I definitely agree with you with the the approachability of it um, in the like especially with that first chapter but for most of the first half of the book i felt like i was reading something where i'd missed out on like the like preamble paragraph explaining like the story so far or like you know when you read an agony on, on article and it starts with the question and i feel like we just went straight into the answer with all these chapters hmm. and then like as i say later on when the series became more serial and kind of had a continuing through line I was able to grasp things and I, pre- I was able to, that was smoothed over a great deal, um, which is also why that like interruption page, like micro chapter about OCD was so sort of like jarring of like, whoa, like, oh, okay, we, we finally had a flow going here and then it broke. Um, and then it gets straight back to it afterwards. Um, it was kind of bizarrely shoehorned in there, um, in terms of publication order. Um, but yeah, I, especially in the first few chapters, it definitely feels like you're missing an interim sort of like setup and i think part of it another another corollary to that is the the very stringent and sort of like there's a confidence in this which is interesting which is good to read but at the same time i feel like some of it isn't actually confident some of it is almost like i don't know like self-appraised sort of certainty when like one thing that it took me a long time to realize is that through this series is this is an ongoing series and the author is still learning a lot as they go like this isn't while the character is extremely firm well the the author is extremely firm in saying no i am not like like the whole setup at the start of saying i am ex-gender this is what this is this is this very useful diagram of sexualities and gender identities etc but then it becomes very clear that they themselves are still learning but a lot of the verbiage and the way it is phrased is so firm at the start that you're like okay this is a journey of them continuing to You know, working through their life as they know they are and it's like oh no they don't actually know everything about themselves and that's why partially they're working through all of this but it comes from such a firm sense and a firm position of like certainty that every time they get knocked back it feels strange and it does you can tell it does to them like as i say they go to various in-person meetups and as you say like Oftentimes finds that there are categories or more well, not categories. There are stipulations and expectations in various subcommunities that are almost required for that to function, um, internally. Like where, you know, with the, the whole, um, top bottom element of the, um, lesbian meetup where they, where the, you know, um, Miyazaki's like, I, I, like, you know, that takes up a good amount of time until it eventually becomes apparent that. You know, the author does not want to say, but then it's like, oh, that's not actually what I want at all. And also, I didn't know that at all. This is also my first time learning it. And then there's the cool button master slash bar owner um, person who turns up to explain it again, thankfully. So that's kind of one part that's slightly incongruous is the combination of characters extremely kind of forthright and quite powerful but then also is racked with constant sort of pushback as a result of running into reality once again um which makes it again it's interesting that the and kind of more than a little fascinating that they did they kind of displayed themselves in that manner and were so willing to bear themselves but it also makes as i say slightly petulant sounding which Mm. you know is strange from that angle in a case of oh this character is actually like still working through everything themselves and is very aggressively doing so and i think that's one interesting part is the constant coming back to like how do i find people like me and it's like well I at the risk of being rude as a you know someone who's just reading what you've written i think even you don't quite know what you are at this point um for you to then try and measure against and i think that becomes more apparent as the series goes on like it starts to like slowly soften edges a little um it's rather straight because you can tell also there's a constant sort of refrain and fear of basically betrayal throughout the series and i feel like almost the story with k is the most interesting part of it and it's why it gets revisited constantly um and even the kind of resolution to that or pseudo resolution that comes later feels very useful but also kind of unfinished um i don't know it sounds like me making a lot of expectations and demands of the manga author whoops um for an autobiographical manga and also half of it because it's a second volume but it does make it very it makes it very strange reading um as a result like interesting for sure but also very unsettling not unsettling what's the word i just kind of like i you know kind of a case of like man i i i understand what you mean but i can't fully empathize with you because i think some of this is misplaced perhaps. i don't know like it's it's a very it's a it's a very thought provoking series as a result that makes you kind of chew things over and go i'm not so sure but i'm really glad you've put this down at the same time i find this kind of exhausting to read um sorry yeah all- <laughs> and,
1: and and i mean i, I think yeah i i do feel like at least part of that is sort of down to sort of the flow of this volume as well like it doesn't have kind of a a nice sort of flow to it in a way that some of these other kind of stories do like you know like say it has an abrupt start but you know uh, over the course of the volume yeah you sort of you you see a bit more of the the author's past and kind of their family life and you know sort of issues there that have clearly sort of you know uh, have played into things as well um and that never feels like it kind of comes into the story at quite the right place to be as in at its most sort of impactful or useful for understanding the situation at hand and and this is almost the thing that makes me kind of all the more kind of impressed by again, Nagata Cabby and others like, like them, because there is, there is a skill to kind of weaving this story in the, the right way. Mm. And it's not necessarily about here's the chronological order of like, I was born on this day and we'll just go forward from there. Like, as, as again, as the other title we'll discuss on this podcast kind of shows as well for me, but like, you know, it's about, you know showing the the issues and sort of you know the 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 present day kind of hurdles that the author is trying to kind of surmount but also to find the right times to drop in the context of why these are hurdles in the first place and kind of you know how they were built up over the course of the person's sort of life and childhood and etc etc and this book to me feels like it just never quite finds the right structure to give you the the background and the backstory on that stuff before it delves into kind of the issues at hand and i think it sometimes feels a little bit like you know the cart's been put before the horse and you can sort of piece it together after the fact as you get through the volume but that's not quite as impactful of kind of having like you know x then y in the right places so that you can kind of figure out the formula for yourself
0: yeah, for sure. It as I say, it feels like you've been thrown in the deep end and you're kind of stuck there for the entire run. Um, even when you're thrown like small life rafts, you're still you know, you're still ten meters deep. Um <laughs> where it's like, oh man, there's there's a lot here and I kind of I'm trying to tread water. Um but even when it comes to trying to backfill or provide some context, you're still desperately trying to keep um ahead of what's going on. Um it yeah, it never really kind of gels as a result. Like it feels it does feel well it feels very essay-like in that you are reading a set of essays there is an entire chapter where like as i say it's the in-between chapter where the author rails against like sappy romances and there was so much i frankly i I skipped past most of it because it was so verbose and then the author says oh that was quite verbose and it's like yeah no shit like that was that wasn't really that interesting to read sorry but um yeah as i say it's kind of interesting to get something this warts and all i think also one other thing about it is that it has like a very unflattering predict like depiction of the author's mother and it's like man you are just uh, even as a manga character you're very rude to your mum. and you know if naga Naga had to had to release like a massive in manga apology to her her own mother um (laughs) where's that gonna go but i don't know that's just weird comparison i suppose at this point um But yeah, it's, as I say, it was interesting to read and it was kind of, it was really, as I say, it was very interesting to read, but I'm not sure I can continue. Part of it, honestly, is just the artwork. Like, I, like, it's rather strange where there's, it's just all heads. Like, everyone has a grape-shaped head. Everyone has a giganto grape-shaped head. And, like, it never gets less, like, bulbous than on the cover. Now, the cover is perhaps the best proportioned or the most proportioned character. And everyone else is looks like a more sensible version of a brats doll um almost if you remember those that's dating me horribly i bet because no one's going to remember what the hell those are anymore but you know giant grape heads like kind of inflated balloon heads and then interest like sometimes nice c- nice clothing etc but that's kind of it and the artwork and but given that most of the page is made up of heads in panels it's not the most pleasant to look at <laughs> at times mm. and yeah it's- and especially because it eventually it just starts to slide off of you because it's I don't know, especially when it gets to some of the more sort of like difficult content. It's there's not too much expression to be wrung out of it, Um, especially the characters. Like it's it's difficult to really gel in or feel the authors or get into it much when it's like I I say, a bunch of balloons with faces drawn on um, bouncing around the panel.
1: Yeah, and 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 I I feel like that's perhaps why. This volume feels like it does some of its best work when it is just basically kind of like an infographic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because it has that feel of like, yeah, this is, this is kind of something that you would you know print out on the school photocopier and laminate and give to your students and they would be like hey yeah this is like super useful and informative and concise and succinct and tells you everything that you want to um but when you get beyond the confines of that and start to really kind of try and dig into the emotions i mean again even that sort of point early on where like you say sort of you know kay makes her pronouncement that you know she's off getting married and and then later when it finds out you know, that, that she's, she's had a child. Like, you know, the author's response to that is just kind of guttural in a sense, but you mm. don't really get the real sense of that from the artwork. It, it just doesn't have the kind of the anger or the the vibe of it and again like compare and contrast this to the, the title we're gonna talk about yeah. <laughs> after this that it really kind of goes to the races of like you know literal depictions of like this is not how i looked in this moment but this is how i felt yeah and like i think again that's the thing that you know, again Nagata Kabi is very good at doing as well of just like this is this is not a, lit, a, a kind of a literal depiction of me but this is this is how it felt this this embodies like my emotional state as as, as I was right then and I think that's a, another thing that this volume just never quite manages to do like it's for for everything it does put across you never quite get the full kind of you know unvarnished picture of like this is this is kind of the state that i was in in this moment
0: yeah you don't really get that sort of breakthrough effect um like you say with i say with the other title we're going to talk about and with other works where you know you can kind of almost feel the pen expressing something and pushing through the paper whereas i never really felt that connection um, with hmm. x-gender quite frankly um it, yeah which yeah it, it ends up it ends up feeling a bit sort of you know it, it makes it feel very strange, where, as i say the the word the verbiage and the actual language used is very direct and very strict and quite powerful, but then as I say, it's not that impactful on the page itself, apart from, as you say, when it does go more infographic style or more inform- informational, when it has more of the page and expression to play around with. Um, so that's really well done. Um, but it's few and far between. And also you can't, you know, it would be dull if you did that for everything. So it doesn't really yeah. work.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah for for sure so like I, I can because this is only sort of two volumes like I can see myself potentially reading the second volume just to kind of see you know how everything pans out um but yeah it definitely it does it doesn't have quite the same hook I mean it, 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 of just like uh, I, I need to I need to see you know where the author's life goes next like it it doesn't have that sort of w- whether it's just kind of a sense of just wanting to check that everything ends up okay with them or whatever it is like you know a- a- again like the the Nagata Kabi was everything that we've read on, on here is sort of ended with a like man like I'm glad they're doing better or like I-, I hope they can get over this hurdle that kind of you know bookends one of their their their, their tomes whereas this yeah there's just not that kind of connection that sort of human connection that really sort of helps to add an extra layer to this which again is just like yeah this is this is a good informative work like if you're trying to kind of get to grips with some of these sort of you know issues and you know and gender you know gender dysphoria etc cetera, etc cetera but it just doesn't have quite the personable nature to kind of pull off the emotional side of it in the way that some of these other titles do
0: yeah for sure it's definitely i think i definitely feel it's more challenging sort of story to get into or well a mm. you know, work to get into even not story um it's definitely i definitely co- call it less approachable than other things we're going to talk about on this episode and other episodes <laughs> oh dear um but yeah, plus like you know, as I say, like by the end I was very much done with it, mostly due to, as I say, the artwork and kind of yeah kind, kind of not really partially trusting the author because of course it like all these sort of essay stories it has an Auroboros moment when you know it self-references the fact it's being serialized in a chapter and so at that point the circle is closed <laughs> and from then on it's going to continue with that in mind um, which does admittedly spur on some interesting stuff with you know kind of talking to Kay um, but then at that point again it felt like a bit of a flat element i don't know I, i'm gonna stop there before i keep rambling on but yeah i i was glad to read i'm glad this exists i'm glad it's available in english i found it an interesting read i think it maybe maybe there are other people it's better suited to for reading but yeah i found it rather sort of tiring by the end
1: mm. yeah yeah
0: but then again that's also by comparison to the fact i very closely read the other title we're going to talk about after this break And we're back. And so, well, we've referenced it about 20 times so far in our previous review. So we should get on to your pick, Andy, honestly
1: yes indeed yeah so my pick for this episode is until i Loved myself the journey of a non-binary manga artist volume one uh, which is a uh, Viz media release um a cup it is a couple of volumes long um all complete in japan volume two out pretty soon here uh, out next month in uh, in english um so almost uh almost complete here as well um so the author for this is uh, poppy pesayama um, and and really from the get go, like th- th- this is kind of the comparison point that I was talking about with X gender, because whereas that series sort of starts with the big moment of sort of emotional collapse, if you like, this series sort of starts with the catharsis almost, because it starts with the author uh, dropping a, a Skype message, which kind of sets it as a place in time. I've not thought about Skype in a while, um, but sends a Skype message to like um, a former manga artist that she worked with because she formerly worked as an assistant um, starts out as a simple, like, Oh, Hey, like, Hey, sorry. I've not been in contact a while. I've got a DVD of yours. I need to return. They're like, well, don't worry about it. Um, but it turns out that this is all sort of a preamble to having a bit of a heart to heart with this author, because as it turns out, um, basically. Uh, pesayama ha- was horrifically harassed by this manga artist during her time as an assistant there like what kind of started out as some sort of ribbing um of about her, her gender because like she kind of came out uh, from the get-go working th- with this assistant as being like look i don't really like my gender identity is is complex is complicated but i don't like you know i i don't see myself as as female um which basically kind of set her up for constantly being called a girl and being referred to for her feminine traits by this um, artist very deliberately to Mm. kind of undermine and tease and bully her um, which then kind of um, it it basically kind of escalates into a a, a bunch of kind of physical harassment um, some of which is pretty shocking really and probably happens way more in like the manga industry than i would like to think um but that's a whole other a whole other thing um yeah. and this is this is basically a series of events that a- effectively causes pesiaba to to, to to break down pretty much like you know it, it it is the cause of a lot of mental anguish um you know it's uh it, it escalates a lot of her of their already kind of you know conflicted issues around kind of gender dysphoria and you know how they see themselves um and so on and so forth and kind of adds a whole bunch of other issues on top of that um and yeah this series you know as you say it goes from there um because it's you know it it is the story of of this kind of incident and sort of you know the fallout from this um but it also kind of goes and fills in a lot of gaps as you get later into this volume around some of her childhood friends um and various kind of you know both good and bad experiences from her childhood with you know kind of various friends who you know over time she fell out with for for different reasons um you know her family relationships and so on and so forth um and really in in a way this is like to say that it's it's a journey is kind of exactly exactly this like because it is very much it, this feels like a sort of an autobiographical work in, in a sort of more pure sense than X-Gender in that it doesn't really feel like it sort of it has a particular sort of point that it's thrusting towards or a particular end point. It is just kind of a story of this person's life as they've tried to kind of figure things out around themselves and, you know, the the trials and travails and pitfalls and occasional kind of successes that come with that. Um, and it's, I've, I, the, the difference I think you really hear between this and next gender is this felt very relatable to me, even though the direct subject matter is not something that I can directly relate to. Mm. Like, you know, even the whole harassment story, like I, th- I suspect a lot of people have had at least some kind of be it mod or whatever kind of workplace bullying. Um, and you know, you kind of, you, you kind of know how that feels. And this is that times like, you know, a, a 10,000 fold. Um, And then a lot of the other stuff around, you know, kind of childhood friends and so on and so forth, you know, again, that's a very relatable kind of set of stories where, you know, we've all had friends as kids who we've maybe fallen out with or just drifted away from for whatever reason. And, you know, there there are, you know, doubtless kind of... Life-forming things that come out of those sort of formative years and your sort of early friendships that can you know either scar you or spur you on or whatever. And so you know, again, I think that kind of stuff is all is all told in in a very human way. Like a, a, again, in comparison to X gender, which sort of felt like it, it was difficult to sort of relate to and to have that sort of direct connection with. This felt like you get the author and you kind of get where they're coming from and you know how all of these events have shaped them in a very easy to comprehend and empathize with way um and so yeah i kind of came out of this feeling very much like i have with some sort of nagata kevi's works of like no i kind of i feel like i have sort of you know an empathy with this author and they have a very good way of explaining their thoughts and feelings and depicting their thoughts and feelings. Again, as we mentioned, like compared to the artwork mm. of X gender, like one of the most kind of shocking, but kind of really clear pages in this book is like, there's a point where, you know, this, this manga artist who she's working as a, as an assistant for is like deliberately like touching her and, and kind of rubbing her back while he's talking to his other assistants. And there is a page there that is literally like, "Hey, this is not how I looked when this happened, but this is how it fell." Yeah, and it is this fantastic kind of visceral image of just, it's uh, it's 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 not even really describable, but it's just like it really puts across like the horror of that moment for her as somebody who you know was not comfortable with her body or kind of being touched in general, and to have this person doing this in this situation. And it just like, you know, no words are required. It's just that one image kind of says everything that you need to. And that's, that's a power that I feel like this book has throughout is that it's really good at depicting the author's sort of mental or emotional state through that kind of medium, um, in, in a way that is really striking as well. Um, so yeah, I, I came away really impressed from this and I felt like, you know, I really, I, I, I got, I got a lot out of it
0: yeah for sure it i definitely agree with you i got a lot out of this series and also it felt a lot more just as you say through the the ability to communicate that through the artwork and and frankly the the um the narration, um, I don't know why it took so long for me to remember that word, um, but through the narration and the artwork especially, it really kind of direct, it feels like a direct connection to talking to them about how they felt and continued to feel. And also just the ongoing horror of Getting through life, um, at any point, basically of like the, the expression, the full expressions is some of which I can very directly relate to, some of which is not so known to me, but all of it really works at transferring all of that and discussing all of that in a very, forgive my use of the very overused word, but a very visceral way. Like it's very direct. It's very straight to the, the self, the very straight to the heart sort of thing. Like as you say, the, the titular, like the, the page we keep referring to, the, This is How I Felt page is the single best way of selling it and also bringing it across because, as you say, describing it would kind of downplay it, but it also works on so many levels as like an automatic drawing of direct from psyche to self um, feeling. And then just, you know... And also quite a, quite a, actual, quite a, quite an overhanging element of this. I love using the idea of overhanging elements in both these series talking about, but is the fact that, like, the, the initial sexual harassment storyline is a three chapter introduction and then it kind of envelops that in the ongoing frame story where, um, Pessie Yama meets a, an editor who is very chill and looks like a yeji matsumoto heroine um but also like later on says no i've never really felt that i was out of place being a woman and i'm kind of comfortable with who i am and that is interesting as well from another point of view of pesiyama being like really what really people are like that you're like that and you know because you get so used to running around in your own head that you you think that oh of course this must be normal for everyone like everyone has xyz and it's like maybe they have x but they don't have Y and z and you know because you don't you can't exactly jump in someone else's head um very readily to fully taste that experience to know that sometimes the things you feel are unique to yourself and Hmm. you know they're not applicable and that's what makes it bizarre when you you run into the brick wall of reality or as later shown in the series puberty and you know personal expression and trying to get out of uncomfortable situations that it's like ha 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 yeah this is a normal part of growing ah, ha, ha. and then it's like oh no that was abuse lady like you you were abused and it's only now later that you have you're having to write it down and analyze it from an ever so slight remove that you now know that yes your childhood friend like while they did not mean it perhaps or was not aware of it themselves was in fact perpetuating abusive behavior um and now that's become a rather uncomfortable teaching moment in the middle of this manga that you're already trying to work work out other feelings in the middle of mm, um, fuck yeah. you potato uh, yeah
1: yeah and, and and the the assistant in particular is it, that that moment i mean she she's she a great character by the way because like yeah, you know, editor, she, yeah. she, she seems like above and beyond what you would expect from like a, a manga editor like because when the whole harassment story comes out the first thing is just like right well let's get you lawyered up because you can probably sue here um which is kind of like an interesting sidebar in itself sort of like a a, a little window in on sort of you know the the progress that has been made in in this kind of sphere um which is you know not not to say like oh well everything's great now and everything is fixed but like it's a really interesting sort of point in time of like yeah when this happened you could you wouldn't have had a leg to stand on in court like you, yeah. would have, you you would have basically been laughed out of court for, for even if you'd got that far with any kind of case whereas now actually you would have a pretty good chance of, of winning this because like none of none of this is acceptable as a kind of social norm now and it is kind of like this very small but marked kind of celebration which is sort of and again i think one of the great things is this author can sort of take a step back and be like okay well this is actually a good thing um yeah. and, and it's like likewise you know with the assistant where she's like yeah i've never had any kind of issues with my gender i've never thought like i wish i wasn't a woman like i'm i'm happy in my own skin and like this is again sort of the difference i think between the two titles in in this podcast is that like there's always this sort of undercurrent in ex gender of a little bit of resentment to people who are maybe more comfortable with their situation than the author is whereas here like Armory is just like wow that's crazy because like that's I kind of I can't imagine how that feels but also like good for you lady like I'm glad that you are just like comfortable in your skin like that's not a that's not something I'm going to be jealous of it's like no that's cool like I'm glad that you know some people are just completely comfortable with where they're at yeah. and I feel like that's kind of a real marked difference in terms of kind of the broader worldview of of these two titles
0: yeah it feels like a real difference in i suppose maturity would be one way of putting it i'm Mm. not too sure how much leg i have to stand on with that but i mean even again sorry but even nagatakabi more than once would say i'm really happy when my friends are happy but their happiness would not would not be my happiness if it affected me um which is a more mature grown-up way of looking at it of like you know for example like oh sorry to make it about me but like i have plenty of friends who have children i never want children myself but i can fully like when i visit them and i see their kids i'm like oh isn't that awesome you got a kid and i don't i can i can see the kid and maybe wave like a Jellycat cat plush toy in front of its face and enjoy the like, laughs and the giggles and you know play with duplo but then i get to leave and you get to have to look you have to look after the kid like i'm happy for them and whenever they relate a funny story about their kids it's like oh isn't that great but at the same time holy cow not for me get the hell away no chance please um but that is the thing where like as i say with have ex-gender sorry to refer back to it again but there, uh, that's kind of what leads to the petulance element that i felt was Of kind of the character of the author basically pushing away people quite aggressively um because they weren't what they wanted flat out or what they hoped would be and you know frankly that's just a part of like coming to terms with that is a whole life thing frankly (laughs) like some people as it turns out people are very complex emotional nonsense um and it's it's perhaps the fact that it goes un addressed or unexamined in that series what makes it kind of feel a bit strange whereas in this series there is quite a common like there's quite a wide amount of empathy and you know even basically trying to understand the position of the abusers i think the one person who doesn't get that much um rope is x the like abusive manga author and frankly does not deserve any um any of that to begin with because holy shit the things they did were wretched and horrible and as yeah. you say like the thing i'm sorry to go back to you again but like um when you say the thing that does hang over this is the fact that If at the time these events had happened and you had like initiated some kind of like you know recompense or restitution process, especially through the law, you would have gotten nowhere, and if anything, you would have probably been abused further by the legal system. Like it does the whole in two panel in two panels, it sums up a lot of what was very realistically happening to abuse and especially rape victims when they would bring like cases to court or even to the police to start with of oh well clearly you were asking for it and it's like what and you know thank thank, you know there's much don't get me wrong there's there's still leagues and leagues and leagues to go with improving overall society with that but we are in a better position. It does feel also slightly strange that we're now in like a world where Me Too is referenced in a past tense manner. And it's like cool yeah we are in a post me too thing but man we haven't fixed half the shit that that we haven't we haven't fixed hardly any of the stuff that was highlighted by that in fact in some cases it feels like we're going backwards but that's just me pontificating
1: um, yeah well yeah and i mean there is yeah there is the whole kind of politics of you know there is a very kind of clear and deliberate agenda on in some areas to reverse a lot of this stuff which is you know yeah uh, there's,
0: there's there's still sadly people out there like putting their hand the back of their hand to their forehead going oh won't someone think of these poor men and it's like man people have been doing nothing but thinking about those men for their entire fucking lives can we think about someone else please sorry yeah, I mean, i'm gonna stand up step off my soapbox now uh, what, yeah, what, i yeah, want to i want to actually mention one other thing is a step springboard but it's it's there's there's one part of this that also is not really highlighted too much by pessey themselves but it's kind of fascinating that they basically like admit by themselves that they grew up with quite a quite well quite a few sort of Maybe they sort them out, but they grew up with quite a few queer coded kids and people who have remained, you know, queer in their adult life. And it's fascinating to see those. But also at the same time, like none of none of them in particular had an outlet or ability to escape, even though I think Pessy is basically like a generation younger than I am. It kind of brings to mind the fact that when they were in school, there was no real way to uh, address their themselves in that regard um which you know kind of again it kind of calls into a lot of current ongoing political strife especially around transgender issues of you know one common refrain from frankly transphobes is oh well they're too young to know and it's like no like people do know or at the very least they know something's wrong and anyway i'm i'm I'm, yeah i'm really uh, elaborating but but i'll stop there yeah Yeah.
1: well and and i think that is one of the the kind of important and kind of well noted things that you know this this volume in particular kind of manages to to put across that like you know even at a very young age like the idea that everything was being color-coded kind of like blue and pink was just like no like i don't i don't see this kind of binary definition of gender And, you know, this wasn't a kind of like, yeah, this is a thing I figured out when I was 20 or whatever. It was like, no, like even at elementary school, you know, when they're just kind of giving kids different color backpacks. I was just like, why, why do I... I don't feel comfortable with this kind of backpack. This doesn't represent me. Like, what the hell? Why are you and making like this just...
0: whole deal about a fucking backpack? And then yeah, but yeah, then of course, you know, that applies to every element of life and so it becomes yeah, it, extremely it, it, tiring.
1: Exactly. But I mean I I think that's kind of one of the the things where, you know, this this volume has a very kind of good concise clarity of thought to it like when all of the points being put across and all of the sort of emotions and feelings are put across very kind of well and succinctly and you know it feels like kind of nothing is wasted here and and again this also comes back to sort of the, the the framing and the the cadence of kind of telling your story of again like starting out with sort of the quote unquote sort of you know not really redemption by any stretch but that's sort of the the kind of closure of the whole issue with X which I think you know it actually ends up being a really good bookend to this volume because it kind of starts out with that kind of finally sort of reaching out and kind of having the 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 ability and the confidence to sort of touch on that incident directly with the person involved again but also to be very clear like by the end of it of just like much as somebody clearly on like the manga publishers were like hey wouldn't it be great if it just finished with a photo of you doing a peace sign and they're like no <laughs> fuck that yeah um and so you know the end point is just like no i will never forgive this person like i will always hate them for everything that they've done but by the same token like i'm glad that they have at least acknowledged that what they did was wrong and that doesn't make put anything right but it is a progression and it lets me kind of close the book on this to some degree um and that's kind of you know that's a really good framing device that sort of you know ex-gender doesn't have, and to be fair, I, I feel like can't have, like because it's like it's it's a person's life; they can't kind of you know magically. It's like, oh well, then I because I was finishing this manga volume, I went and did a thing that made a, a really nice endpoint to it. Um, but it does sort of, you know, it, it, it does give it that that good framing and and i feel like that sort of cadence throughout the book of it like we were saying with x-gender like it knows when to bring in the backstory of like okay this is where i need to tell you about my friend potato um this is where i need to tell you about this other friend of mine who was kind of you know really great and we were really close for all of this time and then here's what happened because all of that sort of feels like it's like a jigsaw puzzle where those pieces slot in in just the right place where you're like oh I see the picture and now I see this picture building up and I can see each element of it whereas X-Gender Felt like you still had a lot of those jigsaw puzzle pieces just kind of on the floor scattered <laughs> around and you could kind of like, you know, p- pick bits of them up, but you couldn't see what the picture was yet. Um, and that could kind of be frustrating. Whereas this, it always felt like it was building in this coherent manner where you could see each kind of stage of the, 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 the image that was being built. And that's way more satisfying as a kind of as a reader than, than, you know, it could otherwise have been.
0: Yeah, it has. An almost like impeccable version of flow of being able to bring you from one thing to another. And it also makes, you know, clear that, you know, this is a very, as I say, this is not like a story like it's not like it's writing promise neverland or something this is not a mystery set up to be solved this is a person's essay and personal examination and it you know things occur when they make sense you know you don't just sit there and go oh well this other this other friend they had wasn't highlighted from pet chapter one this sucks bad foreshadowing it's like no because people don't exist with everything in their mind present at all times like you know things fade into the background and come to the fore and i one you know there's a quite a few elements in it actually which are kind of almost there and present but they are not in, Are not delved into too much possibly because they themselves would be a thorny question to the author or themselves would be a lot to discuss like the like femme presenting a uh, male friend who's introduced that constantly she gets into like well they get into like constant like r- you know drag out arguments with and they feel guilty about it it's like hey that'd be interesting to examine but at the same time yeah they they'll get to it in their own time or not who knows but that that's definitely an Interesting element to it and you kind of get these parts which are like almost like side tossed off elements but it's like oh no this is this is an enriching enriching part of the whole without immediately grinding everything to a halt uh one thing that really kind of jumps out to me through the very few interactions is that like you know, from the very few interactions you have, it seems that um, Pessie mum was also a bit of a trailblazer who, if anything, took themselves, uh, you know, kind of was butting heads with the post-war work environment um, in a less sort of like directly harassed way, but was still very much a trailblazer and very much, protective of Pessiyama and not like shoving them in a box a labeled girl and i feel like the mum there almost is like ah you should probably talk to your mum more it seems like she might like she may not have had the tools for it but it seems like she's a really useful ally but maybe you know when you were growing up you know did not have the tools to know what was going on but would definitely have been clued in it's it's an interesting element but then again that you know it's very lightly touched
1: yeah, 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 I mean, there's a, there's a really interesting moment there because yeah, like around the whole like discussion of like this childhood friend potato was kind of like, it is it, sort of a really revealing bit because like, oh, like potatoes one was. Really nice, but was also like mean in ways that she didn't even mean to be about yeah. like, Oh, you know, you, you should, you should wear more skirts. Like you should dress more like a girl. Cause you know, you're, you're a girl and Aggress- like, aggressively
0: really... norma- norma- normative, I suppose. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. And there's a, there's a really great moment where like, you know, Potato's mum and like Pesayama's mum like talk and Pesayama's mum like immediately after that is like, I don't want you to have to talk to her ever again. And like, you know, there's no kind of sense of like, Oh, like, you know, Pesayama was directly up upset or kind of conveyed that she was upset but her mum just like instantly realised like oh this is all the stuff that you do not like and it's not you know there's no kind of deliberate bullying or anything here this is just completely inadvertently like hurting you deeply every time like i don't want you to have to deal with that and it's like yeah that's some some good some good mum stuff there of just like intuiting like what your kids kind of need and what they're feeling without having to be told
0: yeah there's a lot of really i mean that's kind of an as i say an overriding part of this is a time passing element of like you know Pesciama almost like i think it even directly comes up later on of you know the slight frustration of man why didn't i have things as they are now back then. Um, Why did society have to fuck around this much for for something to finally get good? Which, you know is something you sadly struggle with i feel like a lot of um you know i feel like everyone has to struggle through because it turns out society developing etc etc and sometimes it slides backwards as we mentioned previously so it it definitely brings across that sort of like vague foot stamping of like ah fuck why didn't we have this um and of course an eye on the fact you don't want to be reactionary yourself we've yeah etc etc there's a lot of very good like food for thought in this without cramming it down your throat um you know thought provoking without being directly aggressively challenged and sort of like upbraiding you um which made it like very interesting to read unlike exchanger i'm probably gonna pick up volume two um mm-hmm. if on, if partially because of course this volume ends on a cliffhanger um partially but also because i really want to see their story through um to the end um which sounds really interesting um just yeah. To, to, yeah. i want to say, I, if anything i I want to see definitely like where pesayama ends up as like an end state um, or or where they feel is a good place to end this particular story, if it makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah, that's exactly where I'm at as well, and I, I think that is sort of the the ultimately the, the the difference maker here of just like you are invested in this person and the the, the story of their life that they're telling, and you want to see, you know where and how that develops so yeah like likewise um i'm definitely on board for for volume two when it comes out so doubtless that will be a a returning champion at some point yeah
0: i'm yeah because it's not just being interested in the story i'm interested in the the author themselves as they work through it both you know and also also it's well told and interesting to behold you know x-gender was a harder read whereas this is quite very engaging frankly um even Mm. in points when it is extremely uncomfortable which i think is again another key difference of like oh boy this is a bit stressful to read but man it's it's well presented and i'm glad i'm reading it and you know it does have beyond the you know the sort of this is how i feel page it does have a lot of very good art and a lot of very fun sort of like especially the goonie kids like good goonie children um going on
1: as it turns out yeah yeah I mean it's, it's certainly like it, it's uh, I, I think it does a really good job of kind of like putting across kind of her childhood in particular and like I, I appreciate anybody who makes friends by doing like matrix moves to somebody who's in their classrooms to, to, to ingratiate themselves which is just like I, I think that's one of the other things that makes this kind of work is like it just has some really good anecdotes that yeah are just like yeah that is just like perfect like you're a kid in the late 90s there's some girl kicking ass and just like beating up a bunch of boys in the classroom of course you're going to do some like matrix kind of like c- c- come fight me thing and then also end up on the floor and be like that was cool yeah because it's like yeah that's like that's perfect
0: the idea the idea yeah although you know this is just me feeling old but yeah someone watching the matrix when they're in primary school is like yeah i guess cool why not <laughs> so oh no i feel old um it's also funny because they meet up with that character again um and there's a very clear you know they even say i don't know why you remember all that and it's like well it was really important to me
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, and again you know. I, and, and that that is another really nice kind of like throw away but actually very important th- thing for kind of like understanding the author and again i i think that that's the thing that i sort of glommed onto like because yeah. I'm the kind of person that remembers these sort of weird details from like childhood and like friends from like many 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 years ago where they probably don't ever think about this stuff but certain people are of a certain disposition where they do kind of remember these moments and it's, it's this really good kind of differentiator of like yeah you know her friend has clearly just like you know been living her best life living freely like not kind of perhaps hung up on the past whereas that's not the case for, for everybody and clearly, like these things that made a real I- impact on the author. Of course, she's going to like remember them, even like you know, a couple of decades after the fact.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a definitely a person who ha- who will never forget those ever so slight embarrassing incidents that no one else is ever going to remember or care about. But for some reason, you remember very clearly and haunt you to this day. That make you want to scream.
1: Um, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, but no, I yeah, I found this a very interesting read. Um, it was it was yeah it very well paced very well structured well drawn like really empathetic really interesting um just a, just a shame that something horrible had to somewhat had to happen to someone as <laughs> the inciting incident um whoops um i know the author also has another um rather intense looking two volume autobiographical manga um i don't know if that one's going to be brought across but i believe it was it's mentioned in this in this series as being previously published um so yeah we'll see what happens there
1: yeah um, yeah you, you, you'd kind of hope like if, if this does well and I've, I've definitely seen a few people talking about it so that i i hope that it does i you'd hope that yeah maybe maybe they will will go back to the the well and and you know bring bring that out in english as well because yeah like mm. based off of this i'd definitely be interested in in reading more of this author's experiences
0: yeah also an extremely good title um you know it kind of toes the line between like lots of words and fully explaining what is happening here
1: yeah so- well, and, and and also, like it's, it sounds like really dumb. But like, even the the order of those words, like the, the fact that, like until I love myself, is like the, the the title is actually that's really good because actually it is in a sense more about that than the author's kind of gender like it it is a sort of more all-encompassing story i feel like than that and so that is actually the 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 real headline and then Mm. you know her her non-binary nature is a big part of that but it's not it's not the whole story of it by any stretch yeah it's Um, not something a a well a well a well well chosen title
0: yeah it's definitely not something that's in doubt or under quote-unquote debate it's a case of hey this is me and this is how life kind of did me a weird one <laughs> let's talk about it oh dear but there anything else to mention about this sandy
1: no i think that's it for, for this one
0: yeah but no definitely worth, i definitely enjoyed reading well enjoyed with a big asterisk of oh boy emotionally um exhausting <laughs> if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah it, it feels like the, these sort of things always feel like the equivalent of like i know you, you just meet someone really interesting and you just end up talking with them for ages mm. and you kind of come away being like man i've i know so much about this person now i feel like i kind of know them but this is only like scratching the surface of them but man i'm glad i'm glad like i'm glad i met them and had this conversation it is that like parasocial thing that i kind of talked about earlier you know you 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 do kind of benefit from having that feeling of like oh yeah this feels like somebody i kind of know at this point
0: yeah yeah the danger and wonder of parasociality for sure yeah cool so uh, moving on from that, uh, what are we doing all about next time? Um, I decided to go for something a little lighter um, this time. So, um, And also going for something that I think also is being animated by Gohans. And so mm-hmm. we can rescue it from that particular hell by reading the source material. So my pick is Volume 1 of The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. Um so interested to see how long it can keep that joke going. <laughs> I suppose. Andy, how about you?
1: Well, I mean for, for starters, I I can't believe you're you're making light of, of you know, people misplacing their glasses. It's a very serious issue. Hey,
0: so. I, my <laughs> my dad forgets his glasses and destroys them every single friggin' week, so I'm not making light of it. If anything I need no, no. I need someone was- to show me the funny version of that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there, there, there was a Christmas a couple of years ago where I bought both of my parents just like glasses holders that they could put in every room of the house. So it's like, always put your glasses on these so that you will never lose them or break them. And you know what? It's worked pretty well for the most part. Um, but anyway, um, my pick for this episode, I've had this on, on the docket for a while. This is, this is one of those titles where, i've heard the name bandied around for as long as i've been an anime and manga fan but i've never actually kind of approached it um but now is the time um so i my pick is uh, marmalade boy uh volume one which is a collector's edition which means it's an omnibus so two volumes for the price of one
0: yeah i remember seeing this on so many um like so many shelves um just ton- never read a single page of it but i've seen it's always been there always always present somewhere someone is reading marmalade boy um, yeah the, yeah
1: the, this this, this I, I feel like this has been one of those like I- eternal questions of, like oh have you read it's like oh have you read marmalade boy and i was like no no i haven't but like enough people have asked me this question that i probably should at some point
0: see i've never been asked about it maybe because people may maybe there's assumption i wouldn't like it but i've just i've just seen it in tons of places where people will have like you know a good chunk of it on their shelf and i'm like oh it's marmalade boy there it is <laughs> it's like where's waldo um but yeah so um thank you everyone for listening um hope you enjoyed the episode you can find all our previous episodes on our website screentone.club uh if you like the podcast please consider telling a friend uh word of mouth is still the most efficient way for podcasts to spread and grow and take over everything um you can find us, well, nominally on Twitter at Screen Tone Club, although um, it's getting harder and harder to use. I know we keep making this ref mention, but damn damn me, it's getting more annoying. Um, in terms of personal stuff, my name's Elliot Page. You can find me on Twitter, again, nominally at Elliot Page. And Andy, how about you?
1: Um, yes, yeah, you can find me on Blue Sky at Hannah's and on Threads at Hannah's 1979.
0: Oh, you're just going to give up on mentioning Twitter at all? That's, that's a smart yeah, move Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm literally, I can't use it anymore. So, yeah, you, if, you, if you try to get hold of me on that, I will not see it. So,
0: damn. Okay, fair enough. Um, I looked into, I looked into master setting up my own Mastodon instance and then went, man, this is too much our sake and deleted it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, whoops. Okay, so from both of us, um, thank you so much and good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.